The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. Building relationships with your clients is, of course, critical to having success. In fact, Monica Zhang's relationship skills are what got her into the mortgage industry in the first place. Only a few years later, she's now running her own company. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Zhang, founder and CEO of Central Group Mortgage. She's also one of NMP Magazine's 2023 industry titans. Monica, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for the invite, Mike. And and so first off, you know, congratulations. And what's your reaction to being included on this list of industry titans? Um, honestly, I'm very surprised and flattered. I saw there is a few big names on there that I do recognize, and I'm very, you know, um, flattered uh, to be named as one of uh, the industry titans myself. And um, I will try my best to um, do whatever I can to help the industry in whatever way possible. So. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I always, you know, I know in, in my field, you know, you, you always want to do the most to help the industry and, and that sort of, you know, you're only here for a little while, but if you can help prop up the industry, maybe you have a, a legacy behind you. Um, but you, you have, um, you have an interesting background uh, in, in how you got started and sort of, you know, working in a bank and, and doing something, you know, very, very different from where you are now. Talk to us a little bit about how you got started and, and maybe how that got you onto the path to where you are. Um, it was a uh, really kind of random. It was completely not planned. Um, so like before um, I got into mortgage, you, as you know, I was working at US Bank as a personal banker. And um, one of the other bankers who went into mortgage came back to the branch and was, you know, we were chatting and she goes, well, you like talking to people on the phone. You would be great at this. And um, I think you should go, you know, try out for an interview. So I went in and my, um, the, the entire, you know, environment was great. It was a very relaxing working environment, very different from banks, you know, formal suit and tie type, you know. Um, there was people in the sleeping wear, <laughs> working, dialing, smiling, all of that. So um, I thought, you know, I'd fit right in, um, ask a couple questions on how I can and what can I do and what can I not do, you know, to grow my own business. And I felt like I can take the chance and um, talk to my husband about it and, you know, got his support and the rest is, you know, history after that. And, and how long ago was that? That was probably five or six years ago now. So very quickly, you're now, of course, the CEO of, of your own company. Um, what, um, what did you learn from your time working, you know, at a bank? Obviously, there, there's some, you know, there, you're, you're kind of in the broader financial sector, but what, what are some of the skills you learned at a bank, you know, making phone calls and building relationships with customers that way that you feel like translated over uh, to, to the mortgage industry? Um, well, well, there's a, definitely the, you know, finance knowledge in the background that I learned in banking that was very helpful uh, when I first uh, got into mortgage. But at the same time, I think um, really going, taking a step forward, analyzing customers' needs, you know, by looking at their transaction histories and their, um, 
your credit balance and things like that and figure out what can we do to try to help them consolidate debt and try to make their life easier. Just taking the extra time to talk to people and um, understanding their needs um, in their financial life. Um, I thought that was, you know, probably one of the biggest thing. And I think that's interesting, you know, it's actually for a separate story, having a conversation with somebody earlier about sort of the state of relationships today. And obviously with, with a lot of apps and, and things becoming automated, you know, we're, we're in one way, perhaps dangerously close to just put in your numbers and, and you can get a mortgage rate. So you've got to build relationships, but customers aren't necessarily there for a new best friend. So it's sort of, I guess that expertise, right? Like that's the relationship. I'm your expert. I'm your go-to, whether it's a mortgage now or you're getting on the path to homeownership, I'm the one who's going to help you get there. Right. I think building that trust, you know, understanding their needs and they know that you are there to help them um, to, to be creative in finding the solutions and, you know, just being able to give them the attention and time. I think that's that's huge. And, and in a market like this, um, you know, you can feel the pressure to I, I've got to turn loans. Things are slowing down and they're slowing down rapidly and dramatically from from, you know, banner years. What would you say to loan officers who recognize that, but also say, I feel the pressure to try to turn a loan. Maybe I'm in a bit of a slump. I need to turn this around. You know, yeah, I need to take time. But if if you're not going to get a house, I feel like I'm wasting my time with you. Um, I think, you know, the past few years in the refi boom time, the industry is, you know, kind of used to just fast turn times and fast, uh, fast money coming in. Kind of deal. Um, I think this is the market that we need to look back and think money is not that easy to be made, first off, right? And it takes all the effort from us to be able to get one loan done. Um, so our company has always focused on doing creative financing solutions for customers. So we do a lot of complicated files. Um, and we we are not a unit focused type of um, environment. So we don't have a high volume every month. But we try to take care of everyone that we send out a pre-approval. Um, and I think that goes a long way. And in this market, I would say, number one, to make sure that we've got the proper expectation set for ourselves, understanding that, you know, it's going to be a slower environment, um, slower market for, for real estate overall. Um, and also, while you're building that real estate relationship with business partners, it takes time. To, to liquidate that or make that into a tangible benefit for loan officers. So they, they have to have the patience and is willing to give them the time for a few months, I would say six months, you know, um, to, to build that relationship and see that turning into a paycheck for themselves. Yeah. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And, and obviously in, in your little section of, of our industry titans in, in NMP magazine, you, you also bring, you know, you say you need to shift away from sort of thinking about the profit and the money that I'm earning off of these sales. And of course, you know, you, you have a job because you need money. People get in the mortgage industry because there is, it's sales based. There is the chance to make a lot of money, but 
do you think that if you get too caught up in profits, do you get in the way of that? Or why do you suggest or the way of some of the, the goals you or the, the suggestions you just made? Or why do you suggest that people sort of shift their focus away from just making money? Um, because re- reality of the matter for this year, I would say is that it's going to be a tough year overall. As we can see, um, the trend of, you know, Fed increasing interest rates some more and um, probably slowing um, real estate volume and transaction units while we're having more loan officers that's still in the industry. Um, so all of that is, you know, just going to to naturally slow things down for each for slow things down for each loan officers. But at the same time, I think it's um, when I look at this mortgage industry for myself, this is my career path. I would not consider any other job um, that I would be so passionate and be so maybe good at, you know? Um, so I would say, I, I want to look at this in a longer time span. And I believe that profit is going to come if you're doing things right, but it may not come in this year. Um, if you give it five or 10 years, you know, you're going to make a lot of money in this industry. It always happens, right? Um, but the market condition plays into a huge factor of how our paycheck looks like for this year. And I just want to make sure that people, especially the people that's on my team, they have the right proper goals and are looking at the reality when they're thinking about their financial goals and are preparing themselves accordingly. And as you said, you know, this is a passion for you and, and it can be easy to look at the mortgage industry as just shuffling papers, crunching numbers and, and, and making sales. But obviously there's a human aspect to this. I'm assuming that's where that passion comes from. So talk to me a little bit about just sort of that feeling you got the first time you closed a loan and sort of reminding you come back to that, you know, come back to that feeling when, when, when things are, when it's a tough market, come back to that feeling of helping somebody sort of complete that dream. Um, well, there's, um, many difficult deals that I've done when I first started, but, uh, the one that I remember was, um, when you were processing a loan for one of your friends, you know, you always feel that extra pressure. (laughs) Um, if you lose the deal, would, would it cost you a friendship type of deal? So I remember one of my friends, um, who was a tax attorney, we were buying a foreclosed home or a pre-foreclosure home. So there was like the time crunch and the deadlines and dealing with the banks. And I was a new hire at the time uh, of my previous company. So just lacking of experience and trying everything to make sure that this gets done and the house is not going to go into foreclosure um, and all of that, that was a very big lesson. Um, Everything went well in the end, but you always learn something new. And I love the excitement and, you know, like the, even the pressure piece is torturing, but at the same time, once it gets done, the sense of uh, mission accomplished, you just can't beat, you know, with it, anything else, I would say. Um, and people are so genuinely, genuinely thankful of everything that you've done. And that's another human piece that you mentioned that you just can't, you know, get rid of. Like sometimes I would say, especially going back to the refinance boom, uh, period that we had for a few years um, that was just in the near past, right? Um, I would say that we were so transactional as an industry. We were, we were lacking the, the human um, relationship building piece because we we're just like grabbing the easy money. A lot of us were, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a time like this is also a good time for us to rethink back of, you know, maybe the right way to do things is to continue building those relationships and understand that 
there there are families, you know, behind each transaction that's looking forward to moving into a home, and that's a huge deal for anyone that in that are in our industry. I think we gotta take that very seriously. Like every single pre-approval that we send out needs to be accounted for, and there's there's a name behind, you know, the the, the pre-approval letter that you send out. It needs to start from that. Yeah, no, you. I think you make a great point with the with the refi boom because even that when you're making these transactions not that people don't appreciate that you're saving them money or helping them mm-hmm. better secure that but they're already in the home and there's a different excitement that comes with getting a home or moving into a bigger home that can you know it's part of a growing family whatever it is you know there's a different excitement with purchasing the home versus the refi as good as that can still feel um the last thing i wanted to ask is you know again back to that relationship thing and sort of the way you came to into the mortgage space and now running your own company. Now that you run your own company and, you, and you're you're looking for for staff, I mean, does that shape when you're sort of keeping an eye out for talent or evaluating somebody that you may you know do you do you look for certain things that maybe others don't look for? How do you evaluate whether or not somebody is is right for for your company? So I I would say that when um, when I'm like comparing my company to a lot of other companies out there, a lot of companies um, probably care more about the level of the experience that a person has. Um, And I would say that I can care less about that. Uh, We love to train people from the scratch. We want to teach them everything um, and go through intensive training um, with them and give them the coaching that they need ourselves. Training a person that's new to the industry is... um, it's very costly, you know, um, monetary wise and also mentally um, for even the branch managers and myself, we spend a lot of time and effort trying to coach them because, you know, all the, of all the stress that it goes into each transaction, it's tough to do this job, right? Um, but at the same time, when you see them grow and them turning into a better person each day, that type of mission accomplishment is also very soul feeding um, for myself. So I would say like the biggest difference is probably just in um, the the experience level that we're looking for. We don't really care so much about the experience in the industry. We care more about your work ethics. Uh, We are a remote team. So we want to give people the flexibility and the freedom to work and how they work while we're staying legal and compliant. But at the same time, um, it takes a very self-motivated individual to be able to do a basically like a entrepreneurial type of job. Yeah, as a law officer. <laughs> absolutely, and, and sort of to that point, you know, obviously your your career path and in, in the the five years or so that you've been in the industry to now being one of our titans shows, you know, hey, if you get somebody with the right interpersonal skills and and you give them the training, they can you can certainly rise quickly. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. Thank you so much, Mike, for your time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, January 10th. The lawsuit we told you about yesterday, where some former employees are suing Rocket Mortgage, 
Well, that turns out to be the latest in an ongoing legal battle. Rocket named those 10 employees in a lawsuit over a poaching scheme. That complaint was filed in Arizona back in October. In other news, mortgage credit availability dipped in December. Mortgage rates have more than doubled what they were a year ago, and with the market shrinking, some lenders have ended certain products or shut down altogether. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.